Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, I'm Helen Wallace, Chair of the Jury for BBC Music Magazine Awards, and welcome to a series of special podcasts for the nominations of the Awards 2015. With me in the studio are Reviews Editor Rebecca Franks and the magazine's Deputy Editor Jeremy Pound. In this podcast, we'll be giving you a snapshot of the Chamber category to inspire you as you cast your all-important votes on our website. After all, which disc wins the Category Awards is now entirely up to you, our voters. And when you've made up your mind, head over to our special awards site, classical-music.com forward slash awards 2015. And by casting your vote, you'll automatically be entered into a prize draw to win some amazing prizes, including a fabulous Yamaha Hi-Fi system worth over £700, or a Yamaha Relit Bluetooth speaker, plus all the nominated discs. So this chamber category ranges widely over the genres. We've got sonatas, trios and a quartet. And let's start with the Escher Quartet and their recording of Zemlinsky's first and second string quartets on the Naxos label. So Rebecca, if we thought we knew what Zemlinsky's music sounded like, what does this disc tell us? Well, I think I'll illustrate that with a couple of extracts, actually, because it's fascinating to realise that the composer who wrote this... also wrote this. As you can hear, Zemlinsky was a composer whose style went, underwent huge change. Buoyant with praise from Brahms, he set off in that composer's footsteps in 1896 by writing this joyously lyrical, unashamedly romantic with a capital R quartet, his first quartet. But by 17 years later, he'd stepped into a completely different world, as you can hear in the second string quartet we have here. Tonality sort of only hovers at the edges of this single movement second quartet, divided into, into five subsections, a piece of which Schoenberg would have been proud 
And I think it's really illuminating to hear these two pieces placed side by side on this recording by the Escher Quartet. And this disc completes their survey of the Austrian composer's four string quartets. It's not easy music to perform. The jury described Zemlinsky as a nest of paradoxes, intense yet elusive, opulent but also sensitive and subtle. And I think this, this group just somehow seems perfectly formed to understand this complex, subtle and varied world and be utterly committed to both sort of stylistic languages that we have on display here. And it's all recorded in superb sound. And I really think that this disc could bring these quartets to a new generation or to people who might not be familiar with his music. So that was the Escher Quartet playing Zemlinsky on the Naxos label. Next, we turn to Prokofiev's violin sonatas played by Alina Ibragimova and the great Stephen Osborne. Let's hear an excerpt first. a fatuous question to ask if there is any composer that Alina Bragimova doesn't seem totally at home with, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there any composer that Alina Bragimova doesn't seem totally at home with? Having already bowled me over with her Bach, Ravel and Mendelssohn in the past, and that's just to name three, she's now done exactly the same with Prokofiev. It's not just a Bragimova here though, this is a real partnership of equals with pianist Stephen Osborne. In their hands, these are definitely sonatas for violin and piano rather than just violin sonatas. Prokofiev rather kindly helps program discs of his violin sonatas by having written two works that, while contemporary with each other, are utterly different in character. They make a wonderful contrasting pair. In both works, the dialogue between Ibragimova and Osborne here flows so naturally. In the bleak first sonata, which Prokofiev began soon after the disappearance of some of his closest colleagues as Stalinist terror strengthened its grip, that dialogue resembles a grim, fearful conversation. 
you can feel the cold, which actually Prokofiev marked in his score as necessary. He actually marked it Fredo. And then in the jollier second, it's more of a sort of affable chat, and you feel a lot more light-hearted here. You can just tell from this disc that these two players just enjoy performing together. And I really hope we hear so much more from them together in the future. So that was Prokofiev's violin sonatas there with Alina Ibragimova and Stephen Osborne on Hyperion. Finally, in this chamber category for the BBC Music Magazine Awards 2015, we come to one of the most famous piano trios ever written, Beethoven's Archduke, along with its neglected younger sister, the Opus 70 No. 2. They're played here by Isabel Faust, Jean-Guyen Queira and Alexander Melnikov, who's selected a restored Graf Forte piano from 1828. It's always a risky decision to take on such a work with the Forte piano, and I'm not fully persuaded in every recording of Beethoven. We all know his music can sound wonderful on the modern piano, and the gains on the Forte piano seem to get fewer the later on his music gets. But here, the crystalline clarity, the transparency and the tonal beauty offered by Melnikov allow Faust and Keras to do something very interesting. They exude a sense of freedom, unburdened by vibrato and heavy bowing. They seem to be shaking off two centuries of performance tradition and able to focus just on the bare essentials. Just listen to the opening of this allegro. I love the floating delicacy that they achieve there in Beethoven's Archduke. And this approach works especially brilliantly in the less well-known Opus 70 No. 2. It's a trio that never had a nickname like the Ghost or the Archduke, and so it's been unfairly overlooked. It's actually a fascinatingly varied work, sprightly and classical, but also going to some very dark places, as here in the first movement. It's appropriate that Isabel Faust is playing the Sleeping Beauty Strad because much of this trio feels dreamlike and ethereal. So that was two of Beethoven's piano trios with Isabel Faust, Jean-Guyen Queira and Alexander Melnikov on Harmonia Mundi. And that brings us to the end of the Chamber Nominations podcast. Now head over to www.classical-music.com forward slash awards 2015 and cast your votes because you'll be entered into a draw to win a Yamaha Hi-Fi system worth over £700 or a relit Bluetooth speaker plus all the nominated discs.